Good afternoon and welcome to Community Focus at JJY. I'm Ken Thomas, along with Tess Taylor, and today our guest is Brad Shapoulis. Brad is the Baxter City Administrator. Brad, welcome back to Community Focus. Well, thank you, Ken. Thank you, Tess. Great to be here. Always fun to hear about what's happening in the city of Baxter, and uh, Tess has pestered you for months about what's new, what's opening. She has, and I made sure that I came with a list this time so she didn't kick me underneath the table. And you did really well. You came to the plate. We've got a bunch of stuff. Let's talk about it, please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, as uh, Test continually asks, is what's new, what's going on, yes. uh, what stores are opening, and things mm-hmm. of that nature. So, uh, talked with the community development staff before uh, coming here this morning and asked them for what activities have we seen uh, come through our our department or through the city hall uh, related to development and. Uh, as we all know, as it's been advertised, Hobby Lobby did open last week. Yay! Uh, so that means that the J.C. Penney is fully built out or, or renovated, and so it's yeah. fully occupied once again, which is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Uh, with that, Zip Scar Wash, just south of that, on the south side of Glory, uh, just in front of Walmart, uh, another the Zip Car Wash, mm-hmm. their second location here in town. Uh, so obviously people like to wash their get their cars washed yes. and 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 so uh, they saw the demand and built a, a second location. In addition to that, uh, Boba Sticks is a bubble tea shop uh, opened up recently oh. in the Westgate Mall. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. This makes my daughter happy because she loves boba tea. Okay. Yeah. And so we have to go to St. Cloud if she got the itching for one. <laughs> ah, now, I see. now she can just drive across town. Okay. I'm Gonna not even to... sure what that is. Can you explain it? I I I I, I, I couldn't. All I know is is um, it's, it's it's a Chinese, if I recall correctly, a tea that has those uh, edible bubbles that the, uh, the condiments that you usually saw at Cherry Berry and things like that. Yeah. It, my daughter awesome. tried to explain oh. it to me once and, and uh, well. We'll have to go try it now yes. that they're open. Oh, absolutely. Heck okay. yeah. And that's in the Westgate Mall. Westgate so Mall, yep. Right down the road. Okay, good. And then the last uh, store that recently opened is Played Against Sports, uh, just behind uh, the TJ Maxx PetSmart building, um, mm. that strip mall on Elder Drive there. Mm-hmm. And so uh, they just opened up about a week week and a half ago. So I know they uh, were very excited about that, and it looks like their inventory when they opened was uh, just busting at the seams. So, yeah, uh, if you need some used, uh, new, you got it. It's all there. Yeah. Sporting goods. And, and goods in, in addition to... The stores that recently opened or mm-hmm. businesses that recently opened, we do have some that just recently got their permit or oh. in the process of obtaining their permit, and that's Century 21 Realty. Uh, they are currently located on the west side of 371 in the CTC Business Center. Mm. They are moving across the road on the east side of 371 into the uh, Jimmy John's building. Right next to them. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, yep. That's yeah. cool. And work is underway there. Mm-hmm. Um Rio Akai, um, don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, is an ice cream shop that is uh, moving in and renovating the old Cherry Berry location okay. in that strip mall just north of Wider Road there on Edgewood. Yeah. Ipman Ra- Ramen is a ramen noodle uh, slash Japanese restaurant that is going into the old Baxter Cafe. No kidding. I just had a flashback to college and I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Anything ramen. Ramen, well, noodles, but that's exciting. Packaged ramen is much yes. different than ramen yes. freshly prepared. It so. is. It is. And that's what's going to be nice about having this here. We can give it a try. 
And then advanced massage and skincare uh, that'll be going into the EcoMart uh, building, which is just south of Baxter Village. It's uh, Edgewood Dental. Oh yeah, building. sure. Yeah. So yeah, they built uh, several um, storefronts for occupancy. Yeah. And, uh, this business is awesome. taking one of those spaces. So fantastic! So a lot of growth in the city of Baxter when it comes yeah. to businesses, yeah. and I understand there's growth when it comes to population as well. <laughs> it, it is. If uh, you build it, they will come. <laughs> <laughs> that that's the motto. <laughs> that's what we're trying to do. Okay. Uh, but the state demographer comes out every around this time every year to provide a population estimate for the local units of government or cities. Mm-hmm. Um, it's usually one year behind, so just earlier this month, they announced what the population estimates were for April 1st, 2022. Okay. Uh, the state demographer identified that the city's of Baxter's population is 9,030. Uh, that oh. is about a 1.5% growth increase over uh, their estimates from 2021 and 5% over the population that uh, resulted in the 2020, that came out of the 2020 census. Really? So, yeah. Okay, we're moving, moving into shaking. We're obviously a growing community. uh, It's reflective in the activities on both the residential, commercial, and and industrial side. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, we see the commercial, industrial, we don't necessarily see that residential, uh, but it's happening. And with that, uh, we're seeing that population continue to increase. This is on pace to replicate what we've seen in the last two decades in 2020 and 2010s, uh, about a double-digit 10% increase. And so uh, we're seeing that that trending to be the same as we approach 2030. And I'm wondering, did the growth uh, slow down or increase during the pandemic years? Do you remember how that went? Well, obviously, Countywide, region-wide, is continuing to grow. Uh, yeah. Some communities faster than others. Um, okay. for, in the 2020 census, we showed in the decade 2010 to 2020, we saw for Baxter in particular a 13% increase. Wow. wow. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Very, well, very interesting. And with all those people, we need more infrastructure, roadways. It's wear and tear on the roads, and construction yeah. season is yeah. underway. Well, as I always say, there's two seasons: winter and construction. <laughs> yep. And uh, right. while I've I've talked about the the purpose and reasons of the projects that we do annually. I just wanted to take a moment and talk about where uh, the 23 projects are, okay. um, especially th- those projects that impact the greater public, yeah. uh, not just local residents where they're getting their street redone or things of that nature. But uh, I have three projects here, and I'll go through them individually. Uh, Inglewood Railroad Crossing, uh, Highway 210 has been narrowed down to one lane in both directions, so we can do improvements at the intersection of Inglewood and 210, mm-hmm. all in advance of trying to open up the railroad crossing of Inglewood over to the south side of the railroad tracks to Foley Road uh, as part of a larger transportation project. Um, with that being said, uh, striping should be completed today, and hopefully today mm-hmm. or tomorrow we'll be able to remove the construction cones off of 210 for a period of time. We're free. Well, yep. you said a period of time. A period yes. of time yeah, is, is the key there. Does yes. this have to do with the 4th of July by any chance? <laughs> Somewhat. Okay. <laughs> Somewhat. But after the 4th of July, um, the city w- will be closing the Knollwood Railroad Crossing. Mm-hmm. That is being eliminated or, or removed as part of this project. Mm. The railroad crossing is moving from Knollwood to Inglewood. Uh, we cannot open up Inglewood Crossing until Knollwood is removed. Okay. And so we need to pr- 
proceed with the removal of that. At the same time that the removal has taken place, the railroad will be putting up the railroad crossing equipment at Inglewood. The uh, goal or objective wow. is that that work will be done in a week. So just after the 4th of July, we'll close. Okay. Week later, we're opening up the Inglewood r- railroad crossing. Okay. If all works out, fingers crossed. <laughs> Weather yeah. permitting, all that stuff. Du- yeah. During that time, people on the south side of 210 will have to use um, Highland Scenic or Elder to access 210. Okay. Um, but hopefully it's just the one week. Okay. Upon the completion of the Knollwood uh, crossing, uh, the closure of it, and the opening of it, uh, we look to activate that intersection right around July 12th, a week after the 4th of July. Uh, once that is done, we will then re- return the lane closure uh, over n- near the Knollwood intersection so that we can create what the MnDOT likes to call as the reduced conflict intersection or what normal people call as the J-turns. J-turns, yep. yes. <laughs> so, so that will, will, will take place, uh, and that is intended because with the closure of the Knollwood Railroad crossing, mm-hmm. that intersection at 210 becomes a three-quarter. Yeah. Intersection. So yep. no southbound turns, but west or eastbound on 210 can turn north on the Knollwood. People coming off Knollwood from uh, heading south mm-hmm. into 210 can go only right and yep. then do and that then J, J turn, turn to head to, the other way. to yep. head east. So okay, okay. very then, good. Then we've got Cypress Drive. Um, most of the project will not impact a uh, majority of the general public, but after uh, the Fourth of July. Um, we will be closing Highland Scenic or County Road 48 so that we can extend Cypress Drive and create the intersection of Cypress Drive and Highland Scenic or, or County Road 48 as, as mm-hmm. it's known, Yes, uh, where we'll be creating a roundabout intersection uh-huh. at that location. Uh, this is, again, part of the larger transportation planning. Um, Cypress Drive is intended to be the parallel corridor, corridor along 371 yes. on the east side. And so... Naturally, we're trying to connect the county highways on mm-hmm. the north and south ends with that so that Baxter and Brainerd residents or area residents can can utilize the, the local system and not have to get on 371. So this is that next phase. Thank uh, you. So <laughs> with that being said, it'll be closed for approximately 50 days. Uh, oh. But mm-hmm. the goal is to have that intersection open by, by Labor Day. Okay. Got Good it. And then the, the final project, which I don't believe that I've shared on air just re, um, in the past, is, is Clearwater Cedar Scenic uh, Full Depth Reclamation Project. Uh, the council just awarded the project last week. Um, with that, um, work is, is intended to commence uh, shortly after the 4th of July. This project uh, uh, is Clearwater from Inglewood to the frontage road on the west side or Edgewood Drive, mm-hmm. redoing that phase or that section of, of Clearwater, and then addressing Cedar Scenic from Oakwood, which is the road that heads up to Whipple Beach, okay, uh, and Memorywood. So that mm. those those two roads are going to be reconstructed or not reconstructed, a full depth reclamation. It's one one phase short of a full reconstruction. Mm. Uh, but with that, w- we are extending trails. So the trail that currently uh, runs along Clearwater mm-hmm. and stops at Inglewood gets carried over to Edgewood. Mm. Uh, it'll cool. continue east. The ultimate goal mm-hmm. is, is that we will be connecting that trail system to the Paul Bunyan on the east end of town. That's great. Eventually, we'll, we'll get there, but we're doing it in phases. And so yep. uh, this is the next phase. 
on Cedar Scenic, we'll be extending the trail coming off of Oakwood and connecting it to Memorywood. So that'll okay. be an off, off-road trail as well. Wow. Hmm. Yeah. Holy Lots cow. of things going on. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, anything else we should know about? Yeah, I'd just like to take a moment and, and thank the YMCA. Um, the YMCA and the city have uh, been working on the relationship uh, that we both inherited mm-hmm. uh, with in relationships to Camp Vanassic. Um, the city bought the property south of Whipple Beach, uh, which was owned by the county uh, about two years ago. As the county indicated, it would no longer uh, fit their purpose and they wanted to put it up for sale. Being that the property is identified in our comprehensive plan as being open space. Mm-hmm. The council took a proactive nature and negotiated with the county to take ownership of, of, of that land, about 80 acres. Included in that 80 acres is the land for Camp Vanassic, which the county had a lease on uh, with the Camp Vanassic group YMCA, and I know you've had Shane on mm-hmm. here many times and talking about Camp Vanassic. They established a relationship with Camp Vanassic to be able to operate the YMCA camp, summer camps there. Yeah. Um, based on the, the dissolving of the Camp Vanassic group and all assets moving over to the YMCA, mm-hmm. the city and YMCA and, uh, negotiated and wanted to extend the lease for the Camp Vanassic, and we've uh, just this spring entered into a 50-year lease agreement with the YMCA. Oh, fantastic. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah, we just tough. had Shane here uh, last week and talking about how that camp is just full yeah. all mm-hmm. the time in the summer oh. with kids. So good to know. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, we're excited that it's, it's serving the purpose that it was originally intended to, which is kid opportunities on the lake. Yeah. Yep, love it. Um, just a, a few more items, Ken, Tess. Um, Everybody has seen, you know, especially in Crow Wing County, and I know throughout the state that you know property taxes, the valuations went up, the taxes went up mm-hmm. across the board. And and I found out about a program that the Department of Minnesota Department of Revenue has, and it's called the Homeowner Special Property Tax Refund. Um, it is a program that is intended to provide some financial relief. Mm. Uh, to property owners who have experienced an increase uh, of more than 12% in 22, oh, wow. uh, with an increase of a minimum of $100 in their property taxes, that's with no improvements. Um, there's up to a $1,000 refund. Uh, I, After learning about this, we got this into the city's newsletter mm-hmm. to inform our residents, and I think it would be good for all listeners uh, throughout Coring County is, is that there is an opportunity to seek. I can't guarantee that yeah. you'll receive a refund, but if they go to the Minnesota Department of Revenue's website and click on individual property tax refund and, and, and hit that button that says uh, the homeowner special property tax refund, I learned the, those guidelines. I know I just did it myself and mm-hmm. and, and applied for it uh, just this past week. So mm. nice. Okay. Good so, to know. Thanks yeah. for sharing that information. I know a lot of people saw their taxes go up substantially. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. I mean, obviously, based on on inflation and not inflation, but appreciation value, mm-hmm. you know, of yeah. property values and things like that. Yeah. I know. Tim Houle and his staff at the county had indicated that it approximately that's like 30 to 35 percent mm-hmm. was that that number that people saw between 22 and 23. Right. And um, this is an obscure program that not many people knew when I came across this, and yeah. I just want to share it with as many people as I can. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. That's yeah, awesome. and, and then last, uh, you know, 
the legislative session uh, showed that there was 6,700 bills that were introduced this year, <sighs> many of which got adopted. Uh, still reading through all the, the, the language of the adopted bills to see how they impact Baxter and our surrounding communities. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one thing that is immediate is um, the legislature recognized or adopted a bill that recognizes Juneteenth as a state holiday. Yeah. Uh, as a being identified as a state holiday, no public business can take part okay. on Juneteenth, June 19th or Juneteenth. Mm-hmm. So City Hall will be closed in observation of that state holiday. So oh, I just want to let our, let, on let, Monday. Yeah, that's yep. Monday already. So okay. I want to let uh, the listeners know that mm-hmm. if they call the city of Baxter or any other uh, public entity, state office, mm-hmm. state office, county office, um, you, you will not receive. You'll receive a voice message yeah. <laughs> and the closed. answer machine on, <laughs> on Monday because uh, you know we are closed and this is uh, something that you know the legislature. Um, adjourned right before Labor Day, or, uh, Memorial Day, mm-hmm. and now f- three and a half weeks later, we're implementing this new holiday. So we're, right. we're getting through the nuances of it, but I want the public to, to know that um, city offices will be closed on June 19th. It's okay. official. Very okay. good. When's your tea time? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so When's all, yours, Ken? <laughs> making all the appointments for doctors. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Probably true. All right. Awesome. Well, Brad, thank you so much for being here. We covered a lot of territory, and uh, folks can uh, also go to the city website to find out more on a lot of these things. Yeah, right? absolutely. The construction project, getting updates on that, are mm-hmm. all available on the community uh, link on the city's website, which is www dot baxter mn dot gov uh, and if, uh, any other information that they're seeking should be uh, found on, on the website if not they can call city hall and, and ask but not on monday but <laughs> not on the 19th okay <laughs> okay very good brad thanks again thank you yeah thanks brad brad chapulis is the baxter city administrator our guest today i'm ken thomas along with tess taylor and that is today's edition of community focus We remind you that our Community Focus programs can be found anytime on our website at 1067wjjy.com. You can always listen to through our free downloadable app, and that is powered by Cuyuna Regional Medical Center.